in just a little while, this chalice, you know, will hold the precious blood of Christ. Wine that, by virtue of Christ working through the priest as the priest speaks the same words that, that Jesus spoke at the Last Supper, it's Christ, our great high priest, who really is speaking and acting through the priest, doing for us tonight what he did for his disciples at the Last Supper. This is my blood that will be shed for you, poured out for you, and this is my body that will be given up for you. Now, this, it makes pretty good sense that in light of what this chalice is to hold, we, we want it to be something that's precious and that's worthy of what it's going to hold, right? It just, it makes sense, I think, it's intuitive that we wouldn't just grab any old cup or plate from the kitchen and use it here in the sacrament, right? It, 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 it makes sense that, that over the centuries, we've said because of what will be placed in it, what it will hold, we want it to be the best that we have. Silver in this case, gold, um, sometimes incredibly opulent. Why? Because of what will be placed inside. You know where I'm going with all of this, right? That the, this is an image for us of what we celebrate tonight. Now we, we could say, well, we, we get it that that you want something very precious and valuable and beautiful and pure to hold the precious blood of Christ, but maybe that's just us. Like, maybe God doesn't think that way. But we know that he does, because when you go back into the Old Testament, anything that, that would touch upon the holiness of God, the Lord gave very clear instructions for, for what he desired. And so, when he gave Moses instructions for building the Ark of the Covenant into which would be placed the stone tablets of the law, the law, God's gift to us, teaching us, this is how you are to love. Those tablets were precious, and God gave Moses very clear instructions on all that would go into the building of the Ark of the Covenant, the fine wood, the gold, the jewels, all of that, that that would go into it because of what would be placed inside. And then again later, in the building of the temple, the Lord gave very, very clear instructions for what he wanted the Holy of Holies to be like and all of the precious materials that would go into it because the Lord's own glory would come to dwell in the temple. So the way that the Lord thinks we line up with that in terms of, of why is it that we would use something so precious here at Mass. And of course, where we're going with all of this is what we're celebrating this day on the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mary was conceived without the stain of sin. And in, the Lord did that in light of his plan that, that she would give a yes to the Lord's plan that she, to be the mother of our Savior. Um, we'll get to the yes in a moment, 
because it, it, it's a totally free yes. But in light of, of what he's hoping, the Lord creates Mary without any stain of sin because she is in God's plan the one that will be the mother, the one who will carry our Savior. And so just as we use the, the precious pure vessels here to hold the blood of Christ, the Lord wanted to prepare a, a worthy mother for his son. That's the heart of what we celebrate. Um, and remember that the, the, the indicator for us in the gospel in very simple words that points to this reality is the greeting of the angel, hail, full of grace. And we've talked about this, and I know that you've heard it, but it's always good to, to remember. When the angel says, hail, full of grace, remember the original Greek there, it's that Greek form of the verb, which is in this like, most perfect sense of being full, like utterly, perfectly, completely, totally filled with grace. And in, in Greek, you've got lots of different ways of saying things, like you do in English, but the particular form here is only grace, no room for anything else. And we've always understood, and the Lord has led the church to understand, that that simple phrase captures this very mystery that we celebrate today. And it's awesome and it's beautiful. So that's the heart of what we're celebrating. And it's just so awesome that God loves us this much that he would invest himself in such an incredible plan. It's just, it's so beautiful, but he does it not just for himself, but all of it ultimately to bring us the gift of salvation. When the Lord created Mary without any stain of sin, she was saved, as we heard in the opening prayer tonight, that nice big word, she was saved in a prevenient way that God foresaw, he saw it ahead of time, the death of his son. So Mary is preserved from the stain of sin by the same work of salvation that we are saved. We, after he's accomplished it, she beforehand. So she's saved in that way. But the beautiful thing is that, that it does not compromise Mary's freedom. Mary is even more perfectly free without any stain of sin. Our freedom is somewhat compromised, right? We know that. Like, there, there are times when, like, I want to, I want to give a, a greater yes to God, but, but I'm, I'm pulled by, by, my, by my wounds of sin. Mary, preserved from the stain of sin, her freedom is perfectly intact. It's not compromised in any way. So when the angel Gabriel is sent to her, when she says, may it be done unto me according to your word, that's her her fiat, we love that little Latin word, but that, that's her yes. And that yes was a real, genuine human yes. That's part of what makes all of this so awesome. She wasn't forced to say yes. Why did God do it that way? I think in part, and what the church has understood is that it, it puts Mary back into the same kind of place that Eve was in, in the garden, when the serpent tempted her to eat the fruit of the tree. At that moment, before she said yes to that sin, there was no sin at all. I mean, God didn't create sin. Everything he created was perfectly beautiful. There was no stain of sin anywhere. Eve had a perfectly intact freedom. 
She had a closeness with God that it's just hard to imagine before the fall. She, she and Adam saw things clearly. They weren't wounded the way that we are. And in that place without any sin, Eve gave a no to God. And, and that no what was, was just huge in terms of, of the rupture it brought between the Lord and the human family. And, and it ushered in everything uh, that, that led to the Lord coming to our rescue. In Mary, in preserving her from the stain of sin and allowing her freedom to remain perfectly intact, Mary is in a place where Eve was. Only now, while Eve offered that no to God, Mary gave that perfect, completely generous yes. And that's part of, of what we celebrate with, with, with all of this. We'll, we'll celebrate that yes on March 25th, nine months before Christmas. And, but we, we were already kind of honoring it here on this very celebration of her Immaculate Conception. She gives a yes to God and it's just, it's marvelous. And that's why we love her and honor her the way that we do because she wasn't forced. And, and it's right that we would honor that yes the same way that, that we, we honor a, a, a great sacrificial generous yes that someone might give in a moment of bravery, for example. So it's right that we honor it. So with all of this, what do we do with it tonight? Two things that we can pray for tonight as we, we allow this mystery to, to impact our own hearts and our lives. One is, Lord, tonight you give me your very life in the Eucharist. You give me your body and blood and you make of me a living tabernacle. And so Lord, help, help me to know that great dignity. Um, let me know that I am so much more precious than that silver chalice or than a gold chalice or whatever it might be. Help me to know that you've chosen me. You wanna come and live inside of me so help me to live in a way that, that that knows who I am and your plan for me. Help me to live in a way worthy of, of you coming and dwelling in me. But for those who, who may not know their deep dignity, Lord, heal any, any, any areas in our hearts that are unaware, that are wounded in, in our, our awareness of who you've made us to be and the great dignity, the beauty, the value that is ours. The second thing is, Lord, help us to give a yes to you like Mary did. Help us to respond to the grace you give us. Help us to be generous in saying yes to you, to your life, to, to your love for us, to your mercy. So these are, are, are two very simple kind of applications of what we celebrate tonight. But let's pray as we continue on with the Mass to, to really be inspired by the example of our Blessed Mother to be in awe of the work that God did in her, but not just to observe it from the outside, but from that, to, to live differently because of God's choice to come and, and live in us, and to give a generous yes to God's plan for us and for our own life.